Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. We rely heavily on repeat customers because people discover something that they really like and they cannot find it other places. So we they hit repeat. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, welcoming the show, Nate Axvig. He is one of the co-owners of Active. Um, they are an awesome brand uh, with Norwegian influences. And we'll get into that a little bit here in a minute. How are you doing today, Nate? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm proud of myself for not... Uh, confusing or switching uh, the very similar phrasing that we were just talking about in the pre-show. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I needed that today. It's a good start to the day. So um, for those that are unaware, can you just give us a little bit of an idea about the types of product that your brand brings to the market? Sure. So we bring in Scandinavian clothing. So the very best from Norway, Sweden, Denmark, some from Finland. We're expanding into Iceland in the fall. Kind of a quick overview. My uh, family and I lived in Oslo for over a year, 2016, 2017. Um, and we are based in Colorado, and that's where we moved from and then back to. Um, and Coloradans have a very a distinct way of dressing. Everybody sort of dresses for movement, kind of looks like everybody's heading out on a hike. Um, that, that's sort of the the concept anyway so they dress the same way in norway um it's just completely different brands so we uh did a fair bit of shopping when we were there and we were just uh really impressed with the quality the functionality and the look of the clothing so uh we moved home and uh started putting together the idea of activestyle.com, which was our website, which still exists, and the, the first way that we brought the items to the market. Absolutely. Now, uh, how long was kind of going from you guys realize that there's these amazing products and you see kind of a market for it in the States? How long did it go from like kind of that idea to like, we've got an actual business here? So uh, we moved back in August of 2017. And the we were over there. I'm a, a recovering lawyer. That's what we call it. I was a litigator for years. And the reason we moved over there was to go back to school to uh, further our education in communication and technology law. Part of that is e-commerce is a big part, obviously, of uh, the law of the internet. So we would be sitting in these coffee houses in Oslo and just seeing this parade of uh, clothing worn by Norwegians. And that and it kind of started as a joke that we could, you know, we could do this. We could bring this clothing in. Um, like I said, we did some shopping and we returned with the goods. And we did some searches for the brands. And this is one of them right here, Amundsen. 
that we fell in love with and they were hard to find in the United States. So that was sort of, we kind of rounded the corner uh, on the idea. Um, and then with, we created an email address and I basically sent cold emails to the brands that we were interested in. And if we had received no responses, then that would have been the end of the story. But we received a lot of positive feedback from these brands and they tend to be a little smaller. Um, and the U S market is so huge that it's, it's intimidating for a, a company that's, you know, 50 people. So, uh, they can't, there's no way they can ramp up to produce enough to go in with a, a big partner. Uh, so this was uh, sort of interesting to them to, to come in with a smaller brand that where we weren't ordering a ton, uh, and just test the market, see if uh, Americans were interested. Now I need to point out to the listeners, uh, with a lot of our interviews, the founders are creating a brand and they are actually creating the product themselves. And what I want to kind of differentiate here is that you, um, you were not creating the products, you were sourcing the products to a new market, which is a very interesting angle to take. Um, which I believe worked out very well for you if we want to jump ahead to the end. But um, so um, reaching out to these brands with cold emails, um, what would advice would you give to an entrepreneur out there that might want to do something similar? What should they expect and how should they approach it? What to expect is, I mean, they're, you're going to get rejected for sure. I mean, that they're, you have a, a brand, I mean, we have a concept that we are, that, uh, we're bringing to market and all of these other companies. And we have 34 that we carry right now. They all have their own concept of their brand. So sometimes you have to, they have to, they're and sometimes they're in sync. A lot of times they aren't. So I can tell you, I, I think it was effective. Uh, honesty. And like, if there's a true origin to your idea, to spell that out in a succinct manner is the, I think the best approach. Um, I think entrepreneurial, the, that spirit usually comes from uh, an experience that the person has had, whether it's positive or negative and whether it's, they've seen a market for something or they have a product that they think can move into the market. And ours is a little bit of both. Um, we do, Obviously, we think that uh, these products are some of the best clothing made in the world, and they're built for long haul and sustainable and everything that we find important about a product in 2022. Um, but they also they work and they look nice, and people enjoy them. And one of our goals is in most people's closets, they have like two or three items that are their favorite that they wear the most. We want to be the people that sell you those things. Absolutely. Now, um, what would you say are the advantages of building a business with already established goods? And then the immediate follow-up, just so you're anticipating it, is what would be the disadvantages of that similar thing? So the advantages are obviously that you are piggybacking on the market testing and years of product development done by other people. So that, you know, that's a little bit of a shortcut that is positive, but it can be a negative too, because, um, 
while Americans and Western Europeans are very similar, there are differences. And one example is um, when it comes to jackets or shells, um, Europeans love the anorak style, which is a pull over your, your head kind of style. Um, Americans don't like that. Americans like a zipper. So um, that's a that's a big – seems like it wouldn't be a big deal, but it is a big deal. Because if you have a $500 uh, shell that you're going to buy and it doesn't have the zipper that you want, you're not going to buy it. So we – uh, you know, give feedback and uh, are interested in, you know, kind of an expansion of things with zippers. And they, the brands are are cordial enough to listen to us. Um, sometimes we see some of our, um, our requests roll out in, in a new product. Most of the times we don't, and that's fine. The other thing that is really nice with dealing with Scandinavian companies is they do, they do enjoy the interaction, like the back and forth. Um, and they are their goal is certainly to sell their clothing, but really their overarching goal is to create the best product available. So when you have that as your goal, then you seek input from various sources that that maybe sometimes other companies don't. And now, so like a very basic question would be like uh, when you're thinking about ordering. And you have to be kind of mindful of the differences between the markets. But is it a little bit easier when they're like, well, this thing's the best seller. And you're like, well, that kind of makes it easier for me to like know that we should probably invest a bit in some more of those. It is. Although just because it's the best seller in their home market doesn't mean it's going to be the best seller here. Mm -hmm. There are... Um, I mean, I, I pick out every item that we bring into the store. Uh, and they're meant to be at various price points. Um, but again, we, the goal is to have that coveted position in your closet as your go-to piece. So, uh, a lot of what we bring in has, is that, has that concept behind it. Absolutely. So with the brand, you guys opted to start an online store before venturing into brick and mortar, which I'm going to have some questions about that in a bit. Um, what were... You know, how did you go about acquiring your first couple customers, and and you know what were the challenges in that to try to sell these foreign brands stateside? Well, the challenge is that the in the digital marketplace, there's so much noise. I mean, there's it is hard to to differentiate yourself. Um, so you kind of did it the old fashioned way. Obviously, we have a good support group of friends and family that were our first customers. I think that's pretty much every small business story. Um, and then you hope that they have a good experience and they bring up, you know, the brand in casual conversation. Um, from a marketing, marketing perspective, we have tried um, influencers and doing paid ads on, you know, the meta verse and, whatnot with varying to lesser degrees of success from our perspective the it word of mouth obviously is just the best but it's not something that you can really that's on somebody else not on you uh, obviously you're putting a good product out and you can control that but you can't control who speaks about you when so where we've had our our best success is through traditional media which is 
sort of kind of a dated concept, or at least it's thought that way. Um, and so there, there are several things that kind of work for us. One, um, there is a fascination with the Scandinavian countries throughout the United States, whether it's the aesthetic or economic system, a lot of, including mine, heritage comes from that part of the world. And so we've seen customer clusters in places where you would expect from a heritage perspective, Seattle and where I'm from, North Dakota and Minnesota, very strong ties to Scandinavia. Um, and then you have like philosophical um, kind of mirroring. So the upper, upper Northeast, um, New England, like Vermont, New Hampshire, we get a lot of customers from there because they, one, the climate is very similar to Norway. And the, the philosophy is they're, they're out in nature. They're hiking, biking, trudging through the woods, and they need the right kind of gear for that. So, um, that's sort of where we found ourselves. And then, I mean, you, you, you also discover strange things like, uh, COVID pushed everybody outside. So, and that meant from like a working out perspective, uh, your gym was closed. So if you wanted to get cardio in, you had to run, whether it was rainy or windy or whatever. So in the fall of 2020, we could not keep in stock you know, women's win running wind pants. They, we would sell everyone that we got in. Um, and so that some circumstances helped us out too on that. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the all-in-one answer for automating the everyday challenges of running a Shopify store. With automation, you can focus on the bigger picture, knowing that everything is still getting done reliably and efficiently. Join successful brands like Mudwater, Chubbies, and Golden that learned how to use clever workflows to get more done without more overhead. Whether you need order details in Google Sheets, products added in Etsy, or customer information updated in your CRM, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. Browse pre-made templates for Shopify's most popular apps to get your first automation up and running in minutes. Search for Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Success of the online shop, you guys pivoted into launching a brick and mortar store. Um, what advice would you have for brands uh, about making that decision? 
Well, again, circumstances uh, sort of led the way for us. We were we were less than two years old when um, the shop I'm in right now, which is a five minute bike ride from my house, uh, had a vacancy during COVID. And so our you know our long term plan was always to start a brick and mortar. We think that while um, e-commerce is a great way to reach every corner of the world. There are some things like this wool sweater that I have on that I can't, I can describe things all day, but the only way to really get a sense of it is to try it on. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is a brick and mortar. So, um, but with COVID, the economics of brick and mortar and the leverage that, uh, a company that, that was going to lease some space had was what changed beforehand. And it wasn't necessarily the rates. It was just um, the expectation that you would sign a five-year lease, which is pretty much what it was before. There was more latitude uh, given to the company. So we, we could try it for a couple of years and not feel like we were um, latched to storefront. Um, yeah. In the end, it's been a a great decision for us. The marketplace that we're in uh, fits our philosophy really well. Uh, it, the people it draws are folks that um, are interested in something a little different. So that uh, and that's what we are. So uh, it's been a a good move for us, certainly, but it was faster than I expected. Now, is there Anything I didn't ask you about today that you think would resonate with our audience? I, I think that we did it a little bit backwards. Most people that are in, um, that have a storefront and are in e-commerce start the storefront first and then move towards the e-commerce uh, as like a secondary. And that's, we did the opposite, mostly because we, you know, brutally honest, while we love the stuff, we didn't know we were going to sell any of it. Like I was, there was a concern. We ran it out of our house and a storage facility. Um, you know, the worst case scenario was that I was going to have hundreds and hundreds of sweaters that we, we just never moved. And, uh, and that's not what happened, obviously. But, but e-commerce is such a, the part I love about it is it is, there, the risk is limited. Um, and you can make it, uh, your own, your very own. So our website, um, is something that we, we take a lot of time to care for and, and we hope that it expresses the, the aesthetic that we're, we're putting forth in the market that the Scandinavian style is, is something, uh, that is noteworthy. So no, I think you, I think you touched on everything. I, I think the barrier of entry for e-commerce is a lot lower. The risk is a lot lower, and you can get yeah. feedback a lot faster. We are niche. The, the you know we are not REI. That's not us. Um, so if you and it, it's we actually we have to put ourselves out into the marketplace, and then when people find us, and this is true for most small small businesses. We rely heavily on repeat customers because people discover something that they really like 
and they cannot find it other places. So we, they hit repeat, which is, which is great. And then what we do like to do is, um, have conversations with people, whether that's in person in the store or, uh, email or chat or whatever we want to, before we started this business, we were really good consumers and we did a lot of shopping and, and we know what we want out of a store, which is different than the big box experience. We want it to be a little more personal. And because, uh, I mean, we have two employees, we all sort of live in the clothes. So if you're looking for advice, um, we can give it specifically because we are in the clothes all the time. So, and that's something that we expertise on in, uh, the retail setting, um, is inconsistent. So, uh, we want, that's something that we want to kind of push to the forefront and we want people to feel like there's a human on the other side. So if they send an email, we want to respond quickly and not in a vague way, but answer the questions. Now, if you've piqued somebody's interest about the products, where should they go? So our website is A-K-T-I-V-S-T-Y-L-E.com. So Active Style. Um, if you're in Denver, in the Denver Metro, come to the Stanley Marketplace. We are here every day. <laughs> um, and it's a great place to grab some lunch and a, or a beer um, and do some shopping. Um, and if people have questions about anything our email addresses are all over the website but i'm nate at activestyle.com drop me a line uh if there are things and we we sell items to people who are hiking biking the big thing that we are dealing with now is i think as we emerge from this sort of covid fog a lot of people are taking trips that have been put off two or three times so and COVID has done uh, various things to people's uh, physique. So they may need new things. They may have gotten in great shape or they may have gone the other way. And um, so we're getting a lot of requests for people going on kind of bucket list sort of trips and they want to have the right kind of gear. And uh, Scandinavian Scandinavians are travelers for one. So m- a lot of our items are built for uh, compact use, um, changing weather, rain, wind, all that good stuff. Absolutely. We'll make sure to link to all that stuff in the show notes. Nate, thank you so much for coming on today. You bet. Have a good day. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.